0: From worlds beyond, to right right at the gaming table, table. these are all
1: my My fantasy Fantasy children. Children.
0: Celeste Silverna and the End of the Ley Lines Part 7 Flying We see a train. Rolling through a tunnel within the mountains of Moon Crescent, heading toward the coast. Aboard the train, we see Celeste Silverna dozing away, moments before she was visited by Lumina Spear. But while the events of last episode played out, we zoom out. From the train car, we rise to the darkness of the tunnel. From the tunnel, we fly further higher to the mountains and the various caves and keeps found within it, until we are so high that we are in the sky looking down at this aquamarine mountain range. From there, we soar forward. At great speeds, we fly, following the tracks beneath us. As we look downward, we see how the tracks seem to float atop the Sea of Sorrow, Celeste's next destination. But we do not stop there. The wind against our face is cold as we fly, and the smell of saltwater grows ever stronger. Below us is the archipelago of Moon Crescent, a series of islands made from the fragments of a fallen celestial body. The days before Serath's return, we would have seen hundreds of ferries carrying passengers through the waters. We would smell the street food of the waterwalk and hear the sounds of bards tuning their instruments, preparing for a treacherous voyage at sea. As we continue our journey along the tracks, we fly over regions of dense forests, soar across lava flows, and wrap around mountains so large they reach higher than we can see, until we reach a small, ruined structure. It is a small building no larger than a cottage. Its once-flat roof has long since caved in. Its once-beautiful stained-glass windows have been smashed by the vines of plants due to millennia of neglect. The entrance to the structure, an archway leading to some stairs and a large steel door, remains. As we look down from our position in the sky, we see that the Shadow Trolley's tracks end at this building, which is odd, since they're not supposed to have a real beginning or end point. But as we lower ourselves to the ground, we float through that archway leading to some metal stairs. We approach that large steel door and see a sign reading, Out of Service and we open it. As the door swings open, the lights flicker on. We move down yet another flight of stairs into a large room filled with broken ticket machines, monitors, a booth for an employee to sit in, and turnstiles leading to the next area. We hop the turnstile and head down, yet another flight of stairs, these made of thick stone, to a long platform. We can see large signs along the walls that read, Hollybrook Station. Although the ticketing room was in complete disarray, this platform is spotless, eerily clean. On the wall are strips of neon lighting, perfectly spaced out about three feet apart from one another. Anywho, we know that this is an out-of-service station, so we can't just stand on the platform and wait for a train to arrive. So let's use our power of flight to explore just where this train once connected, shall we? As we float down to the tracks, we see the tunnels continue on our left and right. Wait, if it's if it's the end of the line, shouldn't there be a wall at this end? And every time the train would arrive here, it would would simply go back. The train shouldn't keep going. Anyway, moving along, we begin to soar down the tunnel in the direction that the tracks we saw from the sky would be in. Now that was from the west. South shouldn't be taking us in this direction. Hold, please. As we continue on down the tunnel, the lights on the walls become more distant from one another. Ten feet apart, twenty feet apart, and as our speed increases, the bending of the light makes it hard to concentrate. And as we hurtle faster and further into the darkness, the lights feel like flickering eyes in this intense blackness. We increase our speed... We fly so fast now that the neon strips become a single beam. Behind us is darkness. In front of us is darkness. The air feels heavy. We see nothing but dimming lights along the tunnel walls, but we fly forward. It has to be over soon. We've... this place i wanted to stop
1: you feel a feeling of weightlessness you have broken through departed your material plane welcome to the nightmare space traveler when your eyes focus you can make out a shape in the distance a thin line extending upward is all you can see of it really So you fly towards it. The speed at which you fly is not of your choosing. Slower now. Take your time. Take it all in, traveler. You feel as if a veil of dark is placed over your eyes. You see nothing but the thin line in the distance. Yet your curiosity is piqued. Look out, traveler. Tell me what you see. As you look... You feel the eyes of thousands staring up at you, yet you see nothing. Those who watch you have never seen the likes of you before, and they are pleased with what they see. They see fragility, vulnerability, but as you move ever closer toward that thin line, its shape becomes clearer to you. It is a tower, shining like polished obsidian. The tower reflects what truly lies within the void. Gaze upon it, traveler. What do you see? I'll tell you. You see demons in the stone. Far too many for you to count. You are in their world now. But go on. Enter the tower. Your curiosity has taken you this far. Let us see what goes on within the spire obscura while your hero, Celeste Silverna, was napping aboard our train.
0: We enter the tower. It is eerily quiet. The only noise we can hear is a deep hum from beneath us, something akin to a heartbeat, but off. All throughout our time in the Spire Obscura, you can feel this strange heartbeat resonating throughout your entire body. Well, we seem to be at the top. The only thing to do is head down the obsidian-like stairs before us. As we head down the stairs, we feel an immediate icy chill. The stone beneath our feet is so cold it feels more like ice. (laughs) The frost creeps up our legs as we move. You know that if we were to touch the walls, our fingers might stick. But at the end of the stairs, we enter a large chamber, and the fire on the opposite end of the room melts the cold from your bones a sort of common room. There are 20 people milling about. They cannot see us, thankfully. Some are pacing, some box with shadows, some simply sit and stare off into space. It seems as if they're waiting for something. The heartbeat never stops. After some time, one of them breaks the silence. They are a dragon. They stand against the wall closest to the fire, arms folded, one leg crossed in front of the other. Their large and beautiful wings folded neatly behind their back. Atop the dragon's head is a crown bearing two brilliant jewels. Their eyes are fixed to the floor as they speak. If Chariot and Hermit have still not yet returned, that means that they lost to a child. Two others responded, but spoke as one. It It does does not mean anything, Temperance. temperance. Are you scared that our adversary may present a a threat threat to to us? To you. The dragon did not respond. Their eyes remained on the floor. If two of the greater arcana cannot handle the Child of Light, how do you think you would fare alone? The dragon, known as Temperance, raised their eyes from the floor and said, But if two arcana cannot handle the Child of Light, what chance would the lovers have? But no, no, I should not speak ill of friends. No, I mustn't speak it. Surely the story of the lovers could not be ended in such an awful way, but would bring me so much pleasure to see. The lovers sharply rose and drew their weapons, but were halted at once by a strangely gentle voice. The voice of the one Arcana Dimday. My beloved Arcana, it would seem that Hermit and Chariot have allowed the Lightbringer to escape. We will not dwell on this defeat. Temperance, Lovers, the three stood at attention. You are to be dispatched at once to destroy the child and her wand. You are to intercept her at the sea of sorrow. Do not fail me as the others have. Temperance and the lovers shared a look of concern before responding in unison. Yes, Lord Dinde. The major arcana know that to speak within the spire obscura presents risk, but the looks they all shared amongst each other expressed the same feeling discomfort, mistrust, fear. Temperance and the lovers left the large chamber, and we follow behind the former as they head to their room to prepare. Once they arrive at their tiny bunk, they stretch their arms over their head, spread their wings wide, and flop onto their bed. Temperance buries their face in their pillow and lets out a large sigh. Like I said before, to speak within the spire obscura presents a risk. Dimday and his keepers hear and see all. The Major Arcana aren't even sure if their thoughts are safe, but it's all they have. Hermit and Chariot were defeated by a child. (laughs) Ridiculous. And if that is to be believed, if Chariot and Hermit were truly defeated, why was he so calm? Why did he seem joyful? Perhaps the rumors are true. That Arcana Dimday is dead, and that foul chrysalis speaks to us in his voice, sending us to our graves. And now I am to face a child. What the hell are we even doing here anymore? (laughs) Dimday had once told us that she threatens our goals, but I no longer know what is true and what is not. And the others. Images flash in Temperance's mind. I see a train soaring over the sea. I fly alongside it at first, then I watch it disappear into the distance. To my left, the lovers are falling from the sky like autumn leaves, a small girl with rainbow eyes standing in an open train door, aiming a bow of light in my direction. She looks at me with pity, on my hands, blood. (sighs) I must have fallen asleep. We can see that temperance is visibly shaken. It takes them some time to get to their feet and walk over to the door. Leaning on the wall alongside it is a beautiful golden great axe. Temperance reaches for their weapon and stares at their reflection in the axe's cheek. Relax. Calm yourself. It will feel your doubt. I can do this. I can't. With trembling hands, they close the door behind them. They exit the spire obscura. Rendezvous with the lovers and board the train headed to fantasy.